This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we dig further into St. Luke's Gospel with Like Days of Noah and Lot, The Persistent Widow, Pharisee and Tax Collector, Blessing the Children, and Rich Young Ruler. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. O Lord, open my lips. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
A reading from Acts chapter 9. But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, and falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. So, that, so they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he may regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized, and taking food, he was strengthened. For some days he was with the disciples at Damascus, and immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is the Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Anyone who stands in the pulpit of Christ's church to speak in behalf of God to sinners about their life and salvation in Jesus Christ is most humbled and most honored. In his 1534 sermon on the conversion of St. Paul, Luther preaches these words. 
The account of Paul's conversion demonstrates for us the wondrous working of our Lord God as he converts this foremost persecutor of Christ and his church and out of a wolf makes a gentle lamb for our salvation's sake and consolation. Isn't that true for every pastor? For St. Paul, for me, for you, out of a wolf, God makes a gentle lamb. To proclaim the message of the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. There's no doubt that the conversion of St. Paul has a unique significance in the life of Christ's church. This man was indeed a persecutor. He was a tormentor. He was a torturer. Not only did he persecute human life, he persecuted those who believed in Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. Saul believed he was saved by works of the law, Moses' law, and all those added Pharisaic laws. None of this nonsense of being saved through the blood, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and him alone, which he would later defend. None of this forgiveness of sin and justification and salvation and propitiation and eternal life through Jesus Christ which he will later preach. And yet by persecuting Christians, Saul is persecuting Jesus Christ. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul is on his way breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, Christians like you and me. And just as Isaiah has spoken, so Saul was a people walking in darkness, the darkness of sin and death. And though Christ comes as a bright light that shines all around him from heaven, he causes Saul to be in blind darkness for three days. The Lord led Saul to a pastor, to Ananias. Ananias had his reservations about this man. Wouldn't you? Lord, this man has done evil to your saints at Jerusalem. He has authority from the chief priests to bind up all who call on your name, and he may do it to me. But God has plans for Saul. He is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. And so God began to form this future pastor. God called Saul out of darkness into his marvelous light of life and salvation. God called Saul with the Holy Spirit, creating saving faith in him through the preached word of Ananias. And God washed Paul clean of his sins, of all of his persecuting, of all of his tormenting, of all of his torturing, of all of his murder. 
and robed Paul with the garment of the righteousness of Christ Jesus that comes from his cross. And though Paul immediately began to proclaim Jesus as the Son of God, Jesus catechized him. Paul did not receive the gospel from any man, but received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. What brought you, those of you who are studying for the holy ministry, what brought you to consider and prepare for the holy ministry? I dare say it really wasn't a whole lot different than St. Paul. You too were a persecutor, a tormentor, a torturer, an idolater, a murderer, a slanderer, as you, like all people, are brought forth in iniquity and in sin did your mother conceive you. You too were brought into the kingdom of God through the waters of holy baptism where your sins were washed away and where you were and now are robed in the righteousness of Christ Jesus. You too were catechized by your pastor in the word of God through which the Holy Spirit created and continues to sustain and nourish your saving faith in Christ Jesus. And like Saul, you have nothing to offer God, no eloquence, no piety, no best intentions. But through the church, through the instruction of the word, through the prayers of God's people, this all led you to be formed as a pastor in the holy ministry, where you will stand in the pulpit of Christ's church, speak on behalf of God to sinners about their salvation through Jesus Christ in humility and in honor. I've been thinking about something lately, even in my late years, you start thinking of probably things you've never thought before. The Gospels. They tell about the birth and the life and the ministry and the passion and the blood and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ for our salvation. And then we see St. Paul after his conversion, not far away from the life of Christ, and through divine inspiration, write about our salvation and life in Christ in such a well-developed Christological doctrine that stands the time for generations and generations. A doctrine that has salvation implications and impact on the faith and life of God's people to whom you will preach and give pastoral care like these inspired words that St. Paul eventually wrote. For our sake God made Christ to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You will preach to your people these eloquent words of Christ Jesus 
all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This man who was a torturer is now writing and preaching these words, this doctrine. Like this also, but now you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God. The fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. You will preach this magnificent word of God from St. Paul to many. You shall not sleep, but you shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. This from one who was once a wolf. This gentle lamb now writes and preaches this divine theology of salvation. St. Paul was converted to preach and teach this good news, this doctrine for the life and salvation of the world. You too were converted to preach and teach this same good news for the life and salvation of those entrusted to your care upon your call and ordination. From God's breath to Paul's pen, to your lips, to the ears and souls of God's people, for faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Out of a wolf, God makes a gentle lamb. St. Paul, me, you. And all this, and all of his called and ordained servants of the word, to be his chosen instruments, to carry his name, even through suffering, to stand in the pulpit of Christ's church, to speak in behalf of God to sinners about their salvation through Jesus Christ. Amen.
and heaven. God the Son, Redeemer of the world. God the Holy Spirit. Be gracious to us. to us from all sin from all error from all evil from the crafts and assaults of the devil from sudden and evil death from pestilence and famine from war and bloodshed from sedition and from rebellion from lightning and tempest, from all calamity by fire and water, from everlasting death. By the mystery of your holy incarnation, by your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. In all time of our tribulation, in all time of our prosperity, in the hour of death, and in the day of judgment. We poor sinners implore you. govern your holy Christian church, to preserve all pastors and ministers of your church in the true knowledge and understanding of your wholesome word, and to sustain them in holy living, to put an end to all schisms and cause of offense, and to bring into the way of truth all who have erred and are deceived to beat down Satan under our feet, and to send faithful laborers into your harvest, and to accompany your word with your grace and spirit. To raise those who fall, and to strengthen those who stand, and to comfort and help the weak-hearted and the distressed. To give to all peoples concord and peace, to preserve our land from discord and strife, to give our country your protection in every time of need to direct and defend our president and all in authority, to bless and protect our magistrates and all our people, to watch over and help all who are in danger 
necessity and tribulation to protect and guide all who travel, to grant all women with children and all mothers with infant children increasing happiness in their blessings, to defend all orphans and widows and provide for them, to strengthen and keep all sick persons and young children, to free those in bondage, and to have mercy on us all. To forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts. To give and preserve for our use the kindly fruits of the earth, and graciously to hear our prayers. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world Christ the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world Christ the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world Christian Church by your Holy Spirit, 
Hear the prayers for all its members. Mercifully grant that by your grace we may serve you in true faith. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. 